Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday, we begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. The Music of America podcast continues. We're still in Maryland. We're in Pittsfield. And our guest today, Callum. And we'll talk with Callum after we talk about Be Normous Productions. Be Normous Productions. Be Normous Productions has been producing and recording music and videos for over 20 years. After years as a performer, the owner, then Verhoeven, decided to get back to that which he loves the most. That's production. Under the tutelage of Jordan Valeria, he opened his own place in Milliken, Colorado. High-end instruments and high-end tools are on hand to make your sound compete with those of your favorite records. He has one goal in mind, and that's for you to look and sound as pro as possible. So go make some records. Go make some videos at Be Normous Productions. They're on Facebook or at www.benormousproductions.com. Our guest, 16-year-old Callum. Just goes by Callum. How long have you yes, been performing? How long have you been performing? Um, I have been that's a that's a hard question. I've been performing since I was maybe ten. Really? I was I performed in theater and then I switched to uh music uh-huh. and I've been professionally performing for about three and a half years. Wow. Wow. My voice hadn't even changed at 13, you know, <laughs> I was still like, yes, <laughs> that's fun. And, uh, what were you doing in theater? Were you doing musical theater? Yeah, I was doing musical theater. Like Annie or Grease or what? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's like anybody that did theater at that age. And it seems like, especially women, if you did theater at that age, you did, you did Grease, you did Annie. And yeah, what, I uh, I was in theater for about six years, so I got I got a lot done in there. Yeah, what was your yeah. biggest biggest role? Uh, I was Jafar in Aladdin. Oh no, kidding! How fun! Yeah, how fun <laughs> is that? It was awesome. It was and awesome. where was that? Was that in in school? No, that was in. Uh, I used to go to a theater group called Clear Space in uh-huh. Rehoboth, and it was really fun. What got you into it? Are your parents theatrical or musical or? No, uh, not really. My family's not really musical or, I mean, my grandfather is, he was Mm -hmm. theatrical. He did a lot of theater stuff, but I wasn't really, I just loved music and I loved acting and I loved being on stage. I was, I just thought maybe I should do theater and I did and it worked out and it was super fun Yeah, and I loved it. (laughs) My kids got into theater when they were like, six <laughs> yeah yeah it was fun uh, songs well, are good huh songs are good oh it's all fun it's all fun and playing pretend and dress up and getting to wear makeup <laughs> and all that that's all fun yeah. especially when you're six seven eight years old you know yeah uh, and then they, they sing you know so that was fun it's interesting too because uh the people i talk to on this podcast when i ask if there's music in the family it's either yeah my dad or my mom or nobody neither my mom nor my dad but my grandmother or my grandfather so it either is that generation which skips the generation there's never anybody that's like no man nobody's been musical in my family ever i'm the first one it's never been like that it's always you know one generation or skipped a generation 
what's funny is is that I'm also adopted. Oh, really? So I don't know where it really comes from I because gotcha. my uh, my biological mother and father where I wasn't around them, and my my grandmother I don't think she was musical either. So I'm not really around anybody musical other than my grandfather, and he's not really that yeah, musical. Yeah. Well, it's, so <laughs> it's really hard to tell then if you were adopted. I mean, you know, musicians' life lives are so interesting and can take yeah. some bad can take some bad turns, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, so that could could very well be that they maybe met on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a fun fantasy song for you to write. About how your mom and dad met on the road. That'd be interesting. That would be fun. So you started playing, you get out of theater and started playing music, or did you still do theater while you were playing music? Um, I, well, I've always been playing music since I was like, since I could do stuff. Uh-huh. Like stand, talk, and mumble. Oh, really? Walk. Yeah, I, I started humming in the crib when I was like, maybe 11 months. Wow. And that's that's what kind song? of where it started. What song? Uh, the I had this little globe that you would like twist on the bottom, and it would play music. I hummed yeah. to that, that's and then cool. I would I would hum to the radio. See, I was half joking, so it was cool that you actually had an answer to that. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, instrumental, you play guitar. Was that the first yes. instrument you played? No, it was originally ukulele, and then. Um, I moved to piano, then I moved to guitar. Uh, what do you like most out of the three? Uh, depends on the situation. It depends on the mood that I'm in, but it's usually, my go-to is usually guitar. It is. Okay. I always admired piano players because I think piano players can sit there. Like I noodle around on the guitar and I've got 20 some odd guitars, you know, mm-hmm. But if I could play piano, I could sit there and just go do, and then something it's, would yeah. would come about. You know, it's fun. It's piano is the instrument that I use when I want to write something or when I want to feel inspired. But guitar is just, it's just like the core. Yeah, of where everything is. Speaking of, so writing and inspired. Do you ever just write because you have to write? Like you feel like I got to write yes. something. And you're not inspired yeah. by anything. You just got to write. Yeah. And, and sometimes it doesn't turn into anything, but it still feels good to get it out. And then sometimes it'll turn into a song that goes through the process of recording and release and everything yeah. else. Interesting. Now, the Beatles, I, I tell this story a lot. The Beatles song, uh, Close Your Eyes, and I'll Kiss You Tomorrow, I'll Miss You. You know that song? All My Lovin'. Yes, yeah, yeah, I know. That, that was song. the first, and they they'd written a whole bunch of songs before that. All my loving was the first song that they wrote where they wrote the lyrics first. When really? when McCartney first started writing music, they wrote all their other stuff. They started with the music, and then they added the lyrics. And all my loving was the first song they ever wrote. Uh, lyrics first, yeah. I love that kind of stuff. It drives people nuts That's that I cool. have this warehouse of useless and in- musical information like that. It's cool though. <laughs> So your inspiration, when it comes to you, where does it come from, usually? Experiences. Yeah. For me, it's feelings and emotions. That's where the inspiration comes from. And it doesn't really... Because I'll take bits and pieces from songs that I've listened to, but that's not like inspiration. That's just when I need something. It's inspiration is the experience. 
experiences that I go through and the feelings that I feel. Uh huh. And do you just like when you start having that inspired moment, do you jot something down on a piece of paper or a napkin or are you talking to your phone or do you run I home have and to start go, putting? Yeah. I have to go somewhere private and like just take a moment and write yeah. what I need to write and sing what I need to sing or play what I need to play. Uh huh. That's that's fun. I, I just love that that whole process that you guys, you songwriters do. I've I've tried and I've written yeah. songs. You know, I've been playing music since I was fourteen. I've written songs and I just look at them and I just go, just stop it. It's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. It's not and then easy. When, when you put something together, and if you're like me, I'm I'm my worst critic, so it's never good enough. You know. Now, the songs we're going to listen to today, it's just you on guitar, right? Um, yes. So, and but there is some harmonies in there. So are you doing that? Is this done in studio or is this done in your own studio? Or This is done in a studio. It's done in a in a local studio okay. close to me. And do you do your own vocals, do your own I harmonies? Do. I so do you my do own vocals. Layers. I do my own harmonies. I do my own guitar on the tracks and uh -huh. i have i have a bassist and a drummer that come in um and then i work with my manager as well on uh -huh. songs what does your manager do to help you work on songs sometimes he'll he'll put in his own two cents not in a bad way but he'll he'll be like well we could change this or we could do this i'm like no <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'll be like no or yeah or i'll be like eh, maybe not no it's cool that he, that, he, that, but, that you're opening he's there the... for that yeah and he doesn't get offended he's super yeah. easygoing so one of my best friends is super one of my best friends is super pos possessive of his songs like he'll write a song and i'll say hey john what if you just didn't no like well i, I didn't even finish my sentence yet you know it's like no, it's, it's what I wrote. It's what I wrote. So, well, you know, have you thought about? It? Nope. I'm the same way. I'm the same yeah. exact way. It's yeah. like your, it's like your kittens. These are my kittens, and I'm going to raise yeah. them the way I want to raise. I'm going to take care of them the way I want. You're nurturing. <laughs> You're nurturing to your exactly. songs. So, uh, the first one of your songs we're going to listen to is called "Captivated." It's interesting when I saw that because in this podcast, how I get this finished product out to cyberspace. Okay, it's through a, a company called Captivate. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Captivate <laughs> FM is my my vehicle for putting things like the finished podcast, putting them out on iTunes and Spotify and so on and so forth. So when I saw Captivate, I went, wait, what? What? <laughs> Was that something on my software that accidentally I accidentally hit a cut and paste kind of thing? It's actually the song. So you're captivated. Tell us tell us what you're captivated by. Um, it's, you know what, this is hard to describe because when I write music, I don't really go in with a specific thought. It's because it's afterwards, because I just released a song called Told You I Was a Fool. Uh -huh. And when I wrote that song, I didn't really, I was feeling angry and I've, there was something going on like in my personal life. And I didn't really understand what I was writing about until after the fact. And it took me about a month to finally put together what the song was about. It's kind of like 
like when I write stuff, I don't really know what it's about until afterwards. So Captivated, I still don't know what it's about quite yet. It's kind of what just... Do you, what do you think it's about? What's the feeling that you're trying to convey in Captivate? Reminiscence. Yeah. Is like the 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 main, the only word that I have right now for the song is reminiscence. See, when I heard it, and and because the the art is open to interpretation by the exactly person, yeah. right? I took it more uh, different, so now I'll listen to it your way. But how I took it was captivated, like you're like enamored, really enamored, almost, but not quite to the point of being obsessed with somebody. That's exactly it too, as well. It's it's kind of it's hard to describe. Like I don't know, it's reminiscence kind of borderline obsession yeah with this person and you just you can't stop thinking about this person is what it is well you know you got me on that one because that's what that's what i got out of it so pretty cool pretty much what it is you described it better than i could and i wrote it i'm an old guy i've had more wordsmith practice than you have (laughs) (laughs) that's true our guest today is callum and this is the first song of callum's we're gonna listen to called captivated Lying inside my room Trying to keep my cool You know I hate to admit it Doing things I wish I didn't All I can think of is you Sleeping all day Dreaming of the way you say my name Watching the cars drive Wonder if they ever arrive You know I hate to admit it Doing things I wish I didn't All I wanted was you I'm so blue, so captivated Suffocating, asphyxiating, compromising, discriminating No, you told me not to I can't stop thinking of you
Captivated by Callum from Pittsfield, Maryland, our guest today on the Music of America podcast. Now, we were talking earlier, Callum's got cats. Well, I don't like cats. I had cats. I don't like cats. Now, though, maybe I would be able to like them again. Kitty's Litter Box, a new innovation to the litter box that takes away a lot of what I disliked about cats, and that's mainly the litter box. Kitty's Litter Box is a completely biodegradable litter system that eliminates the hassle of cleaning out that old litter box, changing the litter, you know, all that, the litter box. You just, Kitty's Litter Box, you just open it, and after Kitty has done their business for, you know, maybe a month or so, you close the box and throw it away. That's it. Close the box, throw it away. None of the extra cleaning of the litter box. Kitty's Litter Box makes ease of cleaning the litter box by eliminating the need to clean it at all. You just throw it away. So if you love cats, you might love your cat even a little bit more with Kitty's Litter Box. Available at kittieslitterbox.com. It's all lowercase, kittieslitterbox.com. It's perfect. I just had to throw that in there because I had cats. My kids had cats. We had chinchillas. We had dogs. But the cats were just, cats are just a different personality. That's all there is to it. (laughs) (laughs) How many do you have? We have two now. We found Uh a kitten outside. So now we we have that that new kitten. We had a dog, but he passed away, uh, I think, about a year ago. But we have a 13-year-old kitten. Her name is Katy Purry. And (laughs) we have... Another cat, his name is Gizmo. He's a new Katie kitten. Curry. Yeah. I named her when I was about uh seven. That's hilarious. I was I was younger. Yeah. I, I really liked Katy Perry when I was younger. So Well, that was one of my questions. Like, who'd you grow up listening to? Because you're you're so young. You're oh sixteen. Gosh. You're listening so to music big. that I've never heard yeah. of. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to a lot when I was younger. It was, it was mainly Taylor Swift, Katy Perry, and and uh, and Megan Trainer. That was when I was like seven, seven to ten. Yeah. But when I was like really young, it was kind of like Frank Sinatra. When I was really young, it was like the Etta James, Frank Sinatra mm-hmm. era stuff like that. Like kind the of swing like era, the, big, the blues swing and era. jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. That's Where'd that influence? Like, yeah. Where'd that influence come from? My my grandfather. Yeah. 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 So did he listen to the radio? Did he listen to records? Or did he say, Callum, come over here. I want you to listen to this singer here. It was kind of both. It was when he would come over, uh, he would put on that stuff. And then when I would go over there, he would also put it on in his own house and uh-huh. put on the radio and stuff. And sometimes he would play piano. He'd play Frank Sinatra on the, on the piano in his house. Did he sing? He did sing and yeah. he still does sing. Good voice. Eh. Oh, this is audio. So when you make expressions like that, we yeah, can... yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he can sing well, cause you know, you... he can sing It's as he's gotten older. It's just, you know, Right. I believe me, I I know. I used to have like a, a four to five octave range. Now I'm lucky to have one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how it is. So you get a phone call from somebody and they say, I want to record your song. Who would that call be from in your ideal world? Phineas O'Connell. Really? Phineas O'Connell. That would that would I would shit my pants. I would poop <laughs> my pants. You could do both. <laughs> 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 I think I would die. Yeah. 
Why? Yeah. Why? He's like my favorite person. Really? He's my favorite artist that I listen to. He's he's right now he's the biggest uh biggest influence in my life. Uh, really? as far as music goes and as far as actually being like a good person goes he's a good he's a good role model what makes him a good role model what does he do he's just he's an activist kind of, like he's he's kind of like uh his mother has this thing a foundation um it's kind of like where you help the earth and stuff uh-huh stuff like that and so uh billy eilish and phineas they both kind of follow in her footsteps and they help her out with that and it's about like vegan and helping the earth and stuff like that so it's that's also like a big part of it as well and i think that what they're doing is important that's pretty cool that's cool that you're you're 16 and you have this kind of vision and this kind of uh, i guess mature approach to to life and I, i can see like where you are with music right now as this continues to, and as your fame and notoriety grows, I could see you taking those two and putting them together and being a voice for something that you advocate and believe in. Any plans on well, doing that? So. Some any plans on doing that someday? Yes, that's that's my biggest plan. Actually, that's kind of it's not why I'm doing this, but yeah. it's it's something that I plan on doing mm-hmm. is using the platform. In, in a good way instead of like abusing it so i don't get political here but i'm curious because we're kind of dancing around this threshold here right. what are some what are some issues that you would like to have addressed that that you think need to be uh you would advocate so that you can um, inspire the next generation behind you the way you were inspired by Finney. right so i think that we need to there's a couple things it's the peace is a big thing yeah um world hunger um the hunger starvation that's that's also a big thing and and the uh the homeless shelters is another thing there's a lot of people out on the streets without home food water and that's another big thing and then there's the war going on right now yeah that's another thing uh and there's just there's just a lot of stuff going on um there's just so much going on. <laughs> well, no, you're right. And when I was 16, 17 years old, about your age, um, I was marching in uh, stop the war protests against Vietnam. Yeah. And I didn't at, at times, you know, my dad even said when he goes, do you really think it makes a difference? And the next day in the newspaper, it was myself and a, a friend, Jan, and a friend, Bob, who's since the pet, deceased. But we were in the newspaper carrying a banner saying stop the war now you know and it was yeah. in the newspaper people were seeing it i said well dad see this maybe it does you know because we're yeah. in the paper maybe somebody will see that and what did i know you know what did i know i was 17 years old 16 17 years old you know i might have even been younger might have been 15 you know but that was the idea was that the ideology or the idealism i guess of 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 youth we right too young to have been tainted by cynicism <laughs> Right. Another thing is also school shootings is a really big thing. And I don't really like to get political like at all. But school shootings is one of the biggest issues Uh that I think right now 
and nobody's really doing anything like nobody's this is another political issue as well is that nobody's the gun laws they're just giving out guns to people and that's that's where it kind of starts uh-huh. you can't you know what i mean I know what you're I saying. Get, I hate and, to get political. Right, so we won't. We won't. I just wanted. To, I wanted to know what you would be yeah. addressing um, as you go forward, because you will. Uh, yeah. You're very talented. You know, you're 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 really talented. Thank you write you. really good music. You're a really good performer. Thank you. And you're only 16, so you can only go up from here. And as you gain notoriety, it's what I was saying. As you gain notoriety and gain fame, with that, certain artists think there's a responsibility to advocate for certain causes. And since you had said that, I was curious what those causes were. So we're not really getting political. We're just getting insight into who counts. Right. Yeah. about that? Good save. Good save <laughs> from good Tom. Good way to put it. Oh, yeah. That was, good, that, was good that, was, that was really good. <laughs> well, you know, if I could. See what I did there? That was good. Yeah, if that was I good. could, because the next song we're going to talk about is called If I Could. So what would you do if you could? What is If I Could about? If I Could is about... My biological sister, I wrote a song for her, and she has been through more than any human I know has been through. And I wrote that song while we were in an argument. Um, And I was trying my best to help her the best I could. And she wasn't, she was scared of somebody else letting her down in her life so she Uh didn't take the offer that i was giving out to her and i wrote the song if i could because i if i could give her those things right it's basically what it is and that's why if i could give you my hands if i could if i could if i could if i could yeah you know what i mean see when i heard that i thought you were singing to a guy yeah no you know? no i did i did i thought well that's kind of neat it's it's kind of romantic it's like if i could if i could do all these things for you i would do this for you because i love you that much that's how i took yeah that. well you can interpret it any way that you want yeah i mean you could listen to it and think about what you want to think about but for me the song is about my sister and the uh cover art is me and my sister um, oh, it is. On. yeah are you still are you close with her um unfortunately at the moment we are not talking due to another argument but uh as, she, as a father of two girls that happens yep it happens all the time it's not it's not you can't prevent when you love somebody so strongly things like that are bound to happen sometimes there's just you care too much well, they say the the opposite of love isn't hate; it's apathy. Exactly. You know, so uh, if you hate, yeah. you still have feelings for somebody. You know, mm-hmm. and if there's strong feelings, then the strong hate can also be a strong love. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's another another song for you to write about. <laughs> so this came from an argument, huh? It did. Yeah. 
the same argument we're having now. Oh, you and I? <laughs> no, the same argument, her and I. Good, because I didn't know we were having an argument. No. <laughs> okay. Well, Callum is our guest today on the Music of America podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. And the next song we're going to hear from her is called If I Could. podcast and that's callum c-a-l-l-u-m callum right i just want to make sure i'm not saying it wrong no you're yeah. fine 
Okay. Discover your celebrity at the newest, hottest, and most interesting and fun live music show to hit the scene in 50 years called Flash Jam. Whether you perform live music or enjoy watching live music, Flash Jam has something for everyone. Flash Jam. It's a dynamic way for musicians to come together, perform, and compete for recognition and rewards. Whether you're new to the stage or an experienced musician, Flash Jam provides an exciting platform to collaborate and showcase your talents. Musicians perform hit songs with other random musicians who share a passion for the same song. Existing bands are featured, performing iconic songs to display new and emerging local talents. And then the live music patrons participate by voting for their favorite musical combinations. It's a lot of fun. It's all at Flash Jam. Flash Jam, coming to a market near you. www.flashjam.com Welcome to the show. We were talking off camera, off mic, whatever, about Flash Jam. And uh, who would, what song would you like to do and collaborate with strangers? That's a, that's a hard question because there's a lot of songs that I know. There's a no. lot of songs. A lot. Um, I'd have to think about that. <laughs> Is there a song of yours that you would like to do with more orchestration than you have? Like get a full band, maybe get horns? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, there's what? this song that I've written. It's called Champagne. Yeah. Um, I'd absolutely love to like work with an orchestra or or like a big band with it I what's think it the be... what's the what's the vibe of the song is it kind of a swing era kind of thing it's uh it's a slow blues kind of jazzy song yeah so that's the vibe of it uh-huh so is the this, this is what comes to my mind with the the uh the mute on the trumpet it, it kind of noise yeah. or yeah yeah how fun. I don't think it's I don't think it's quite that. It's it's not an upbeat song. Uh-huh. It's kind of like a slow He said slow blues and jazzy, yeah. Yeah. So would you do a video of that? Maybe. So I'm picturing like you in like a sequin dark blue uh lounge dress, you know? Yeah, and a little oh bit my of God. smoke flowing yeah. through and just like a red velvet curtain in the background, and every once in a while you'll see hints of the band while you're singing nicole yeah that's that's really cool i would love to do video production but you know <laughs> i don't want to <laughs> you should try i mean it's it's a lot it can be a lot sometimes have you done videos i have not but i i work with uh my manager is actually my videographer and my uh -huh. photographer and it's <laughs> it's fun it gets interesting sometimes uh between the both of us um but i think you can make some real connections with people when you when you do videography and and photography what do you mean like with the the videographer or the photographer or with people yeah. that are okay yeah there's like a connection when you work when you work together with somebody in oh your absolutely vision together you're right well that was that's what i was gonna say you're creating something together and you're working on it together and you it, it can be real close and it can be real. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's the word I'm thinking? In intimate. It can be real intimate. Yeah. You know, I don't, I just I remember watching like shows about models getting their pictures taken and stuff. And they're talking about talking to the camera and this guy's taking like a thousand pictures at once, you know? And yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, do you want to, do you want to do videos? Um, I, I feel like I'd be a, a good director 
in a sense, but yeah. I'm not, sometimes I'm not exactly, I don't know exactly what I want. I'm, yeah, I can we got very, that earlier. <laughs> yeah, I can be very indecisive or sometimes I just don't think yeah. at all about stuff. <laughs> well, and then bear in mind too, Callum, you're only 16, right? So yeah. You can, I mean, when I have my mind set on something, I go, uh-huh. but yeah. But you also have that, and you've given yourself that flexibility to be able to change your mind, to say, I want this to go this way. And then like, hey, you know what? No, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. Now, you know, uh, actors in Hollywood probably shoot you on a, you know, <laughs> if you're yeah. doing that on a full, you know, like a full I, video I'd movie. I'd be fired. Right? I'd be fired in 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Or they'd just say, well, you know, I'm making my money, whatever, you know. (laughs) So do you play out? Do you play festivals? Do you do coffee shops? Where do you, what do you do? Um, uh, I'm trying to do more festivals and more theater shows, like, um, and more listening booths. Um, I'm doing a couple festivals. I've done a lot of festivals recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to do a lot of like listening rooms. I don't like being in bars. I don't like being in restaurants. As fun as it is, yeah, as fun as it is, and that's where the majority of my friends come to. Uh, and by majority, I mean two. Um, <laughs> majority two. <laughs> uh yeah it's i prefer doing festivals and Uh bigger shows with bigger crowds and bigger responses and more people um just because i like to talk to people and also because i want people to experience a good experience yeah yeah well when you're having played bars and restaurants i I get it because you're kind of the background yeah i don't like that yeah yeah (laughs) We saw a real good, talented woman that that's from Vermont. Now she's dual citizen here and in Los Angeles. We saw her at a winery, maybe three or four years ago, or whatever, maybe longer. Right. And uh, you know, I'm in a college town, right? Burlington, Vermont's college town. And we're at this winery, and people are having, you know, sampling wines, and they're chit chatting, and they're talking, and everything. And she goes, "Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me." Quieted the whole room down. She goes, "Uh." No, I appreciate what you're doing, but but this place hired us to entertain you, and you can't be entertained if you're not listening to what we have to say. And you know, we work hard on putting our our art together and putting our craft together for your enjoyment, and you can't hear it. And those that want to hear it can't hear it over the quiet or over the over the noise, rather. So, if you would please, if you have to talk, please talk quietly so we can get on with what we're here to do. And probably, probably in a much more tactful way than how I just said that, you know, Mm -hmm. and I was just in awe that she was able to command the room to shut up. And I'm in awe just listening to that. (laughs) You know, funny though. Uh, But (laughs) ever since then, though, I've had just a whole new appreciation for what you people, you you performers do, especially the singer songwriters, because I've performed, you know, I've performed my own work, but I'm not happy with it, you know. (laughs) <laughs> but I've I've right. done the performance thing, but you you go a step further or a couple of steps further. You write the lyrics, you write the music, and you're telling a story about a part of your life, and you want to share that with people through music. Please be respectful and please listen. Yeah, you know, 
And she said it almost in that way, but it was commanding. And I was just blown away. I wish I had, wish I had recorded it just so I could give it to every up and coming artist and say, listen to what Myra says, do what she says, you know? <laughs> yeah. What's the worst non like that situation you've ever been in? Um, Like the worst. Where you're trying to play and nobody can hear you and you're asking people, you're just, you're getting frustrated because it's just getting out of control. Um, whew, There's a lot of experiences like that. Well, give me one. Well, this one's pretty recent. It's not the worst, but it's something that upset me. Um, and I was playing at this restaurant. Yeah, let's not let's just, not name the place. Let's do that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna name the yeah, place. Cool. Uh, but I was playing at this restaurant, and it's it's huge. It's a big place, but they have two different spaces for artists to play. And usually, I would play up front, but they put me in this back room. Um, that's kind of like a warehouse. It has cement floors and a tin ceiling, which is oh. automatically not good for live music at all. Right. Um, and so that was already bad for the sound. But then they had people coming in um, to watch the games, and there was a TV over my head playing with the games. And there are people just clapping throughout every song I would play and screaming because of the game. Uh-huh. Um, and it was it was just awful. Yeah, was it a football game or? I uh, I think it was a baseball game. Okay, it just so yeah, so it's quiet, and all of a sudden something big happens, and they all get excited, and, yeah. and you're in the middle of a song, you might be at like at a real crucial part of the song, you know, and and Johnny just hit a home run. It's embarrassing. <laughs> it's really yeah, that's, embarrassing. It's poor it planning. Make you feel good about it. It's poor planning by the venue's part to do something like that. I think. Well, the yeah. I guess it kind of tests your patience, doesn't it? It does, and it did. Because the last song of yours is called "Testing My Patience." Yeah, how about that. When I heard this, and I was reading the lyrics, because on uh, on on Spotify, sometimes you can accompany lyrics with your songs. So right. I was actually reading the lyrics before I listened to it, and then I listened to it, and because I, I I thought, and I said this to you earlier, it, it it was almost like a mother singing to her children. That's why I asked if you had kids. And he said, well, I'm 16. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I so, hope not. <laughs> so what what was testing your patience when you wrote that song? Um, it I was this is really funny. I won't be naming these people either, just okay. for my sake and for their sake. Um, but I was in a band at the time and I we were friends, the, the people that I was with. Um and we had a falling out and they were just really rude to me and my mother. And it really ticked me off. Yeah. And I felt like the best way going about it was to write a song instead of, I don't know, acting out or saying something that I shouldn't say or doing something I shouldn't do, you know? So I, I wrote a song instead of, being mean back right right when you were saying that story i, I could think about ought to know by alanis morissette you know oh yeah yeah just uh that's funny it was a breakup song and she was really angry right. you know <laughs> yeah so that's what she did that's how she it was therapeutic it's always better to write write and sing you bet we're gonna give it a listen here this is the last song we're gonna hear from callum today the song is called testing my patience uh-huh. 
my patience callum i wanted to say a story here too before i forget yet again uh the bob and tom show is a syndicated radio show and they had johnny lang on years ago now johnny lang is one of my favorite blues singers okay and he's probably in his he might even be in his 40s by now but at the time he was like 17 years old and it was either bob or tom turned to him and he said let me ask you this you're 17 years old and a blues singer what the hell do you know about the blues <laughs> you're like what are you saying I, I don't have my lunch money today blues you know <laughs> i don't have anybody funny. i don't have anybody to go to homecoming with me blues you know <laughs> but he was actually very good his dad was a blues musician very well accomplished in the uh, twin cities area minnesota st paul right and so he was around it so he got the feel of the blues was the answer it was a really good answer but i just thought it was yeah. funny like at 17 what do you know about the blues <laughs> you know? no it's pretty funny yeah. So, uh, Callum, this is the part of the show we call shameless self-promotion. And this is when you just uh, tell us how we can help promote your art, support your art and have you move forward and where we can find you, et cetera. Right. Um, I am. I have a Spotify and Apple Music and iTunes um, and all the other streaming platforms it'll just be under the my name callum c-a-l-l-u-m i have an instagram um which is l-u-v-c-a-l-l-u-m love callum and my website is cal toner music c-a-l-t-o-n-e-r music.com um we are working on some merch right now which i'm super excited about because the shirts look amazing oh really Um, 
Yes. You can't buy CDs yet because we're still trying to still trying to work on those and the vinyls and the records and stuff. We're still yeah. trying to work on those as of right now. Uh, but I have a Facebook as well. Um, and that's and oh, I will also be uh, I have a festival on Sunday called Sunfest in Ocean City, Maryland. I will be performing at three o'clock. Okay. Um, and then I have a show in Berlin, November 10th. Um, it'll be at the Globe in Berlin, uh, Berlin, Maryland. And I'm working with some of my favorite people. Uh, Soundstorm Records will be working together again. I've worked uh, with them before. We did like this tiny little desk concert thing. Oh, those um, were fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, and they're one of my favorite people to work with. They're, they're super awesome. So 2024, what's going on in next year? Oh my gosh. Will we see CDs by then? Will we see a video? By then. You'll see we'll, an album by then. You'll see uh, I'm releasing an EP soon. Video. Uh, I keep saying video. You're going to hear it eventually. Video. Yeah, we're, we, uh, <laughs> we were working on a, a music video for testing my patience, actually. No kidding. Um, and the behind the scenes of that is out. We haven't, uh, we're still working on the, the video part. Uh, and then we're going to probably film a couple more music videos for some other songs that aren't out yet. So, well, I want to see champagne. Oh yeah. Champagne is my favorite song I've written. So I think we're going to get a lot of content for that. There's probably some big bands near you that could corroborate with you. Dixieland jazz mm -hmm. bands or big bands or jazz bands and just yeah. hit them up and say, uh, I need you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Callum, it's been really fun. And yeah, it's, uh, been, it's, it's fresh. Been I love I love it that you're as young as you are and as articulate and responsible and mature sounding as you are. It's just been so much fun. You're going I'm to go far. To think I sound mature and yeah, articulate. You're gonna go far if you keep it up. Well, you got me fooled. <laughs> 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 Thank you again. Our guest today, Callum C A L. C-A-L-L-U-M Callum. Up next, Fast Eddie Callum and his band, the Gypsy Souls Band. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.